back for another Touchpoint. Uh, I'm Matt, and I'm here with Judy. Judy is our Family Life Director. Um, and yeah, we're in our Solid Ground series. And Judy, I'd love to just um, yeah have a time this morning, uh, you know, just sitting with this idea of like building our our foundation right, for ourselves and our families upon Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. This this Solid Ground. Um, you know, there's this passage in the Book of Acts, and I'd love to just talk a little bit about how. Taking all this from uh, a family ministries perspective, family life perspective of what this looks like and how this kind of even plays out. So I'm just going to read this. This is Acts 2, 42 through 47. Mm -hmm. um, this beautiful picture of the early church. I, I, I love this. This is one of the passages we go through with new members here. Um, it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord <laughs> added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So I love this this picture um, of the early church, and there's 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 so much like truth in here. And even as we kind of look and say, right, th this picture, how do we model ourselves around it? If this is what the church looked like when right after Jesus ascended, mm -hmm. and as the right his his disciples, the apostles, then established it, um, how how does this play out for us? So if you could maybe just give your thoughts. So from a family ministry perspective, mm -hmm. thinking about family and 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 church and Jesus being the center of all we do, it does get messy. But how does this perspective of the church, why is this important from a family ministry perspective? Yeah, so I think there's so many things on this that we could pull out of the text and say, this applies to us as the church and a calling for all of us. Hmm. Um, it's not just um you know oh family units go and do this it's really all of us and mm. the way that they shared each other's burdens um uh, that's one of the first things that um stands out to me is how they cared for each other and they were in life day-to-day -day life like breaking bread um actually doing life together in a way that they knew each other but then it was not <clears throat> excuse me it was not enough to just know, but they actually stepped into and and were a part of um, helping each other care mm. for the day-to-day -day things in life. And so in family ministry, what that looks like, you know, we talk a lot in the church about community. Um, and yeah. family ministry is not just let me have a place for my, my child or my student mm. to go on a Sunday yeah. morning. It's about belonging. It's about being seen and it's about being known. And I think for so many who attend a church, um, they're looking for that ability to be seen and known. And maybe inside of the home, there are things that they're going through or wrestling through that we as the church um, get to come side by side with them and actually step into things together. Um, it's not for the sake of um, just let me fix it for you, but to yeah. really, truly like carry each other's burdens. And I think that's the beautiful thing about what the early church was really doing here. Um, they they did um, work together. And so yeah. that's that's where I see family ministry really thriving is it's a space where 
people can be seen and known because it is that that little bit more intimate space. Um, and then your volunteers also to have a space um, to really get connected to the families who attend here, but then also to um, each other and to have yeah. that community piece as well. Community is so much more than just um, a social thing. Yeah. It's not well, actually at all. And, and like, I love what you said, because at the, at the beginning, as you start talking about this, you talked about it's not just your family union. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's some of this with right solid ground of, okay, if Jesus is the thing by which we're building mm -hmm. our lives, our families, ourselves upon, then he's also the one, right, in his word that defines our definition of these things. And so I right. think there's a little bit of this, even as you're talking of like the we have to, I think we have to almost like take down and rebuild our definitions of these things. Try not yeah. to use like the word that everybody gets <clears throat> upset about, like deconstruct, but a little bit right. like we have to, we have to say, is this actually, all right, and whatever, like people get scared of that. But I think if we look at it biblically of saying like, is this, like search me, oh God, and know mm -hmm. me, okay? Yeah. Deconstruct my definitions and say, is this actually, right? Is this actually your truth, right? right. Is this actually the way you're defining it? So when we say family, yeah, it's not this me, right? My, right, my wife, my two kids, like yeah. my daughter, like, no, it's like, okay, family, if we're now sons and daughters of God, and that means like, we're brother and sister mm -hmm. now. Right. And so it's this like new definition. And so even right, the one who is 70 years old and and never married, right? Mm -hmm. That is right, uh, a spiritual, right, grandparent in the church, you know, and so it redefines this, I think, for us, this definition mm -hmm. of what is family yeah. and like what you're saying like bearing each other's burdens and it is and like so i think even you said like it's not just go here to fix this mm -hmm. and so i think we have to fight like that mentality of like it's not uh i need to go to the right the advanced spinning class because yeah. that's where i'm at right now and then once i graduate but you can't come in here because you're a beginner yeah. and so i think there is a little bit of that but it's messy and the yeah. church does get messy i think sometimes we don't realize that and we don't like that because mm -hmm. it's so ingrained of like go to this space this will fix this mm -hmm. problem in this amount of time. And if it doesn't, it's like this, well, then I got to go to this this other church or this other group or this other people instead of, right. no, like we're going to keep fighting through thick and thin because we're brothers and sisters, right? Mm -hmm. And that even on this side of eternity, if we're still struggling, right, we know mm -hmm. one day that Jesus is going to come and make all things new, um, but it's hard. And so how do you even see that? <clears throat> okay, so like looking at the the church and the responsibility um, in our communities, because I think it can be easy to say, well, I'll bear your burdens because you are uh, mm -hmm. right a sister in Christ or a brother in Christ. But then what about a community that has yet to know Jesus? Mm -hmm. Like what is the response, right, of the families in a community from, right, the church? Right. Um, so I think a couple things there. Like I love that um, even as we've started these this series, both Sundays that we've been talking about it, we've been defining like, okay, the family unit doesn't just mean, you know, mom, mm -hmm. dad, two and a half kids and a dog named Spot. Mm -hmm. But like seriously, I think if you're um, hearing this or listening to this or watching it and you're like, this is my reality of family. Yeah. Like, I love that it includes everybody. Yeah. And no matter where you're at on the discipleship journey, like, if you're interested in the things of God, like Micah said yesterday, like, if you're hearing this, God is calling you to them. And how the church responds, like, how those that are in Christ mm. um, are working 
to maybe reach out in a community that doesn't know Jesus um, should look like so much grace and so much um, ability to see people in in the spot where they're at. You know, like I so often fall into the this is where God's got me right now. Mm. And these are the things that I've learned over the mm. course of, you know, how many ever years, 20 plus years of being a follower of Jesus and walking faithfully yeah. with him. And so like, I sometimes want to spew all that information at people and be like, mm. hey, this is everything you need to know right now. Yeah. And yet, and the reality of it is, is like, that's not what God did to me. Thank goodness. The Holy Spirit has used people and mm. situations and things that have happened in my life and to sanctify me or make me more like Jesus every day. And so as I interact with those in our community who maybe don't know Jesus mm. or even in the realities of in my home, maybe it's my kids. Like um, I've had conversations with a lot of people lately saying like, my kids are going through these things or I see these things happening and I want to impress Jesus upon them. But I say all the time, like we would never go to a third world country and say, you need Jesus more than you need something to eat because you would give them a meal. Jesus fed the people. He met their needs. And like, I, I don't mean like you don't need Jesus more yeah. than, but yeah. like you would give them a felt need if they're hungry, it's very difficult to see Jesus through that person. And so as we even interact with the community, as we interact with our children, as we interact with those that are, that God has placed in our path, whatever it is, seeing them as who God created them and and even the way that we can step into needs in their lives gives us opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus but then also share Jesus with them and it does it can't stop at hmm. just being the hands and feet proclaiming does need to happen at some point but i think so often we think it's one or the other and it's like we have to be the church that is willing to be bold in our actions and in our words and yeah. so um and, and How I we step like, into that? Yeah, like even as you're talking about, um, you know, I think this is why. It, and you read and you look at the the early church, and it, it looks at what they devoted themselves to, and their their response to the outside world was okay, because it doesn't define who the all was, but they saw those in need, and so they gave to those in need. And then it says the um, right, the Lord adds their number day by day those who were being saved. That's just mm -hmm. in process language, and I think. That's such a good word as you talk about like the journey. And I think that's why we have to be right, being led by the spirit and and being praying through mm. all of those things. Cause is that like, am I just because this is a piece, right, of of work that Jesus is going to do in someone's life, sometimes I think we can rush that. And mm -hmm. so I think sometimes it's like we being the hands and feet of Jesus, we don't get to pick and choose what he's asking us to do or display yeah. in that moment. And I think that's what's hard is sometimes like we want to for like for like families or even like as a church. And that's why we get frustrated because it's like the I don't want to display that he's a mm -hmm. patient God. Yeah. But do you know if that's what he's asking you to do, if you're not doing that and you just want to display judgment and wrath, yes, mm -hmm. that is part of who God is. But if right yeah. now he's asking you to display his right, his patience, his mm -hmm. steadfastness, his faithfulness, and you don't do that, it's actually me that's being disobedient in that. And so I think that's why yeah. when we look at this, even like as families of like, I have to know my kids and know how they respond. And mm -hmm. then also like, see like, what are the pieces of them? right? That are not believing about who God is. And also what's the way that they respond to these things? Yeah. You know, I think that's where like the enemy wants to attack us in our individual family units, but then even like in the church family unit and then give us, right? 
falling out of favor because mm -hmm. it says right right they they had this this favor in the community the early mm -hmm. church had with with all those around and so satan wants to attack us and divide us by saying uh right don't don't listen to the holy spirit right don't follow in that mm -hmm. yeah you know just be be angry all the time and it's it is this balance of like okay how do i say this truth right but john one right jesus came full of grace and truth like i yeah. love that passage because it's <clears throat> it's this linked together right and Absolutely. we so easily want to like live on either end of the pendulum but it's like the, okay my kid in some of these moments my my actual kid needs grace and truth and then there's moments where i mean i spent a lot of time with students mm -hmm. um and a lot of kids in the community and um you know there would be times where these kids i only saw on fridays but you know got that connection with families and so i'd get these calls sometimes um and it's like the man what do i need in this moment and, and it was really hard because you mm -hmm. want to say all these things all this right. correction but it's like okay jesus what do you ask actually asking me to do in this moment and so yeah that's such a good word of yeah of, of that that listening and saying how do we display this um this truth of who god is in this moment it is it's that that mm -hmm. knowing that belonging to the family and belonging comes with okay we know each other right we're getting to to learn these things about us learn about the journey and not mm -hmm. rushing mm -hmm. what god is doing in someone else's life just because i'm over here right um doesn't mean that that everybody else is in that same place yeah absolutely and i think that that's a that's a key thing um, for any discipleship, um, whether we're walking with somebody who's already made a decision for Christ or somebody who's like not even having it on their radar. Um, when we do it on our our timetable or you know the pace that we want to go, um, we're going to get it wrong because we need to be sensitive to um, the Holy Spirit's leading, obviously. But then where where God's actually moving in their life and how God's asking us to step in? Because you're right, it's not always the ways that we would anticipate it. There have been lots of examples in my life where um, I have an idea of how I want to walk alongside of someone and the things that God gives me opportunity with are not always the fun and mm. really, um, I don't know, glamorous ways of um, stepping alongside of somebody walking through hard things. Um, I think um, there are a lot of opportunities to serve within the church. And sometimes, you know, inside of the walls and outside of the walls are things that we can almost in our head give like, okay, well, I can do this on a Sunday morning. This feels nice and in a nice little package of I go there Sunday morning. But then when it comes down to like, how do I walk alongside of a family or how do I... Um, and do things that are maybe with students, um, you know, middle school, high school, we have huge needs right now for volunteers. And one of the things that we know is that middle school and high school is not as nice and neat and clean yeah. as Sunday morning and Wednesday night, you know? So a lot of times there's extra time needed and things like that aren't always easy of us to give. Um, you know, even talking about rhythms of rest, um, one of the things that hit me yesterday so much about the church and how the church functions together is if we're caring for each other and seeing each other, like helping others to be able to rest is a huge responsibility for us to see, like to see somebody who is like, they're going through really hard things and I need to step in to help them so that they can find a rhythm of rest. And, you know, obviously there's there's boundaries with all of that too. But um, I think that there's so much where we just go, yeah, I, I 
want to protect mm. and, and not step in too much because that could get messy. And so I think just checking our own hearts of like, what are the what are the things that we could step into to actually create space? Um, we have started a foster our community, um, kind of like a care group that, well, foster our community has, has existed and they're meeting here, um, but we have started to provide a host space, I should say. So what is, yeah, can you just explain, yeah. like, what is Foster Our Community? So Foster Our Community is an organization, and hopefully I'll say this correctly, but they're an organization that exists to basically support families that have stepped into or have an interest of or kinship placements um, in our communities. And it could be in the North Kenton Chapel community or it could be anything surrounding. They don't have to attend here at the North Canton Chapel to be a part of it. And so once a month, um, the organization is hosted here at the North Canton Chapel. And um, basically, we provide childcare and a little snack and then the group meets. And it's just a time for them to share, um, to connect. And then sometimes they have some type of um, support for, mm -hmm. you know, like a speaker or things like that that come in as well for so these specific are like, topics. Um families who have taken taken like children in in foster care um yes and some of them have current placements some of them are just in the journey of like even getting licensed or even just learning, learning more, okay. more about it okay. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and then some of them even are years down the road of maybe they've adopted and they're still walking through just the realities of what adoption looks like mm -hmm. what yeah. you know lots of there's a lot of scenarios that can happen with that trauma informed all those things that's what i love even just you know as we're trying to step into you know just hearing you and in your team and just because there are a lot of those some who attend here and volunteers have you know this this marriage of um in, in today's day in the church of like we're not gonna create a totally separate ministry i think sometimes we feel that of like the well it all has to flow through us, but instead of like, no, we're going to come alongside because mm -hmm. it's that picture of the church of like the work that Jesus is doing is not limited yeah. to the walls of 715 Whittier, but saying, how can we come alongside as, right, the specific burden uh, of those families does look different, but then you being able to bear a, a different sort of burden as, mm -hmm. as they're often bearing a burden with, um, right, the those in their placement, the, yeah. the children, or even those relationships as they're if they do have it with uh, the parents or, mm -hmm. or guardians, but then you being able to come alongside and support. And so, yeah, I, I love this. I love seeing how like this bigger picture of mm -hmm. family and seeing that, hey, at, you can have a, a different sort of burden around this thing. And it is this beautiful of like the way that Jesus, right? We're all gifted differently. Mm -hmm. And so for some is to have that in their home and others to say, I'm going to pray and support you as you are praying and supporting yeah. this little one and, and that it's not this, Right. Either or it's like this both and and yeah. it's beautiful because even, you know, you were sharing a little bit of right. You're out here and sometimes you're stepping in with somebody else who was mm -hmm. on this journey here and you yeah. were right. Um, absolutely. So let me speak to that. So I absolutely want to be clear that I do not believe for a second that every single person should be like, hey, I, I should be stepping into foster care. But I do believe that every person is called to care for the widows and the orphans. And yeah. so that's yeah. where um, we get to step in as the church and be the church in a lot of different ways. Mm. And so like for that that organization specifically, like foster care is um, a very niche thing within the family units that are represented here at the North Canton Chapel. Mm. However, the needs that they those families have um, present some some unique ways for 
or opportunities for other families to step in. So um, we're going to call them wraparound families is the name of kind of like families that don't actually have a placement, but are saying, hey, we would love to support in some way um, a family who does have foster placements or maybe does have adopted children that are going through some things. Um, and we are the range of the ways that a wraparound family can support. We are trying to get that out there, um, have awareness just to, to know like, this could be something as simple as like taking a meal once a month, mm. um, being an on call, like, Hey, um, I shouldn't say an on call, but like a, yeah. maybe once a month you're yeah. offering like a childcare for a night, um, uh, being a backup as far as I can run and pick up prescriptions or I can run and do an errand for you so that you don't have to load up the baby and the kids and all the yeah. things. Cause those yeah. things matter, especially like this morning was a snowy morning and getting kids out the door and trying to have all of the things that you need for maybe your own biological, maybe it is just your um, foster placements, but there are a lot of ways to step in that don't always look like, I'm going to have to do this 24-7. I'm going to have to rearrange my whole life. And I think sometimes we are fearful of stepping in because we're afraid of maybe what that commitment looks like. Mm. And so we just want to want people to know, like, God has placed opportunity in front of us. Um, and so getting to know um, what those opportunities are is is our goal right now. Um, we're going to be putting out more information on that yeah. in the next yeah. Yeah, weeks. No, I love that. I love just hearing, um, yeah, just the heart behind just your team who's on staff or volunteers mm -hmm. and just, you know, as this was a need, as you guys just met of like the, yeah, how, right? Because it scripturally, right? God commands us to right mm -hmm. care for the widows, for the orphans. Um, and so it's like, how, how can we not step in? And is that like recognition of, okay, maybe we can't bear this, mm -hmm. but we can do this. And so I love that. Um, yeah, this has been a great just conversation mm -hmm. of, just the the beautiful, some tangible ways of, hey, this is what it looks like as we're seeking to follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, the family of just discipleship to um, caring for those felt needs. And um, yeah, so if someone's watching or listening, you know, um, as we're, um, they can reach out to us to, to learn more. And, you know, we have a few opportunities coming mm -hmm. up that I'll put in the show notes um, and we'll be able to just, um, yeah, hopefully help us take that step to just make much of Jesus every day, um, specifically in our, in our family units and our mm -hmm. family as the church. And so Judy, thanks for, Absolutely. for having this conversation with us. Absolutely. Thank you. 